Hey, Jay. Hey, Tyler. How are you doing today? I'm just lovely. How are you, my friend? Very good. I, I want to uh, comment. I know it's been a while, but the hair is back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd like full-on committed to, like, I'm just a guy who shaved my head now. But yep. then that only happened for like maybe three months. It, 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 it was a gentle nudge. It was a little less than gentle nudge from my wife. Uh, a while back, the boys wanted to spike their hair up. Uh, uh-huh. with, with some of my old hair gel stuff. And so we, we spiked their hair up in a little mohawks. Uh, and, and I said jokingly to them, I was like, oh, maybe Dada should grow his hair back so that I could do this with you. And Sarah from like mm-hmm. the other room was like, yes! And just That's like, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was, oh you're not on board you have with a, this at all. You have a fine looking head when it's shaved. Right. But I, I do have to admit that uh, I, much like Sarah, yeah, I uh, think you gave up on it way too early. Yeah, you still you still have plenty of hair. It looks great. You can you can do lots with it. It yeah, it, it suits. It suits. Yeah. 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 But it's nice to know that if someday it, you lose it more and you wanted to go back to the shave, you could you could manage. Yeah. It. The the tools yeah. are still in the shed. You know, the, the, the razor. Yeah. That's really the only tool required. All right, friend. Well, I have got a question for you. We are now uh, kind of neck deep in Thanksgiving, or uh, in November, yep. sorry. Yep. Uh, it's adjacent to my favorite month, which is October. It's past my uh, my birthday, which thank you everyone who sent in uh, songs again. Let me, quick reminder, quick plug to, uh, if you haven't already, send me a song for my birthday every year for my birthday. The one thing that I ask from people for a present is I make this playlist and I number it the age that I am. So this is my playlist number 42. The and ask people of life. To send me. Yeah, exactly. Life, the universe, and everything. Yep. Uh, the I ask people to just give me the name of a song and the artist, and that's really helpful too. Like a very specific song. You don't have to spend any money. Just give me a song and artist. I will add it to the playlist, and I will write down your name on a on a spreadsheet that I make that I then keep with myself. So like, as I listen to this playlist, I'll shuffle it throughout the year, and whenever your song comes up, I'll like about you. And uh, uh, just also disclaimer: if your song is terrible, I will listen to it once, and then I will take it out of the playlist because I don't want to listen to garbage, and I don't want to listen. I don't want to every time I oh. listen to the playlist and your song comes up, I don't want to get mad at you. You don't. You so, don't want to listen to garbage. I should take off. I'm only happy when it rains. Then that would be. I do. Wow. <laughs> that was that was a yeah, not, yeah. set him up, knock him down. Couldn't couldn't yeah, resist that was, it. That was a couldn't resist. Was a very it. funny joke for 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, so yeah, uh, send me something if you haven't. Uh, feel free if you send me several songs. Like, you don't have to just limit it to one, but at the very least one. Everybody's got a song. Doesn't have to be a song that you think that I haven't heard. I mean, like it's always nice to get new music, but it can be old music that I haven't heard, or or a music a song that I definitely would have heard, and you just think that that's a song I should be listening to this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that that out of the way, my question to you, yes, Mr. J. Fry. I know that we've kind of talked around this before, mm-hmm. but if you had to pick the all-star the unsung hero all-star or maybe the like marquee name all-star what is the one all-star of any thanksgiving meal the glue that holds it together the thing i mean maybe there's several items that like if you took them away it wouldn't be thanksgiving but what is what is the what's the real clutch here's here's and i keyed in on this when you said the phrase what's the glue that holds it all together uh, and this is going to be an out there pick. This is not uh, like you're saying all star. I'm going with food item that will ruin the meal if it's wrong or can mm. really enhance the meal if it's good. And I know this is going to be controversial. It's the rolls. And I'll tell you why. Oh, 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 oh. 
I'll tell you why. Because I don't know about I don't know how everybody else approaches the Thanksgiving meal, but that meal in particular for me goes in waves, right? Like there's there's plate one, and then there's plate like two. Like eat so much, and then you go to the bathroom, and then you eat another, and then you I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I think in between all of those, there's like the the downtime, and the the roll serves as a very important like transitional element from plate one to plate two, and each plate has its own thing. So like. If you come packing the Pillsbury pre-made, roll, get that garbage out of there. But if you're going like the real good homemade out of this world rolls. So let me let me propose yeah. um, a store-bought option that maybe is worth it. What about the Hawaiian roll? What, what the, Hawaiian roll has, the Hawaiian roll has... The Hawaiian roll in recent years has made a play, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever does the PR for the Hawaiian roll has really... Earned their They're keep. fantastic. Yeah. They're fantastic. It's basically bread that's candy. Bread that eats mm. like candy. And it's, I don't know what it is about it. It's it's totally bread. Yep. But like you could eat a whole bag of that stuff and uh and not not hate yourself. Yeah. I think. I mean you'll feel terrible, but you'll be like, this was worth the journey. Yeah. It must be hot. I need to include that in this assessment. Maybe. It needs to be warm. Maybe. No, no. It's definitely better when it's warm, but... The the butter uh, needs to be melting on the roll. I'm going to shake my pen at this one. Like, this is vital. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, have you the, had that Sister Schubert bread? I don't think I have. It comes no. in, like, a pie tin. Okay. It's, like, pre-made, like, chunks. So it's, like, a pie tin that has, like, little lumps in it. And then when you cook it, you can just peel off the chunks. That, my friend, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I uh, one, I do want to drop a bomb and say I don't eat any rolls on Thanksgiving. Oh, come uh, on. It's a wasted time. It's a wasted time. <laughs> I got. I don't got time. Bread? It's the, cl- it's Wait, the palate cleanser. Practice? Yeah. The palate cleanser. <laughs> uh, oh, it fills you up. Palate cleanser needs to be like a refreshing light thing, like a cucumber or something like that, <laughs> just to like – like just to give your mouth like the sense that it's eating something but really nothing's happening. Bread yeah. is like no, you could fill up on bread. That's uh, true. I do love bread. I love a good roll, and a bad roll is is really makes me angry. That's what I was gonna say. Bread, a roll is like I soft still that you can kind of pick pieces at it. Yeah. I still stand by if the rolls are bad, that can take down an entire Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. That can that can undo things. Uh, Follow up question to this: What is your favorite? Thanksgiving season, like era. So let's say the Thanksgiving weekend, because really Thanksgiving is like you do it on the Thursday, mm-hmm. and then Friday and Saturday are just kind of like recovery days where you're. I mean, there's lots of leftovers and stuff like that. But right. apart from the leftovers and the items that can be constructed from leftovers, so we're not talking turkey sandwiches. We're not talking all the 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 Thanksgiving bowl, which is I like to make a, a scoop of everything in a bowl and then mix it around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is both disgusting and amazing. So yeah. I highly recommend it. Like a <laughs> little bit of the little, little scoop of everything. Yeah. Scoop of the casserole and then throw in the cranberry sauce and then just microwave it, stir it up. Everyone will be like, "What are you eating?" It's like Thanksgiving. Leave me alone. And then <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, One, please. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a pumpkin pie. None of that. I'm not going too too gross. But it is really just like you're doing your stomach the the privilege of not having to separate any of this stuff, um, or not having to combine it all. So my my question though is, what is during the Thanksgiving season during that time? What is the non Thanksgiving related necessarily food? That is a that has become a tradition. That is a staple of that that recovery weekend. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> and it could be a dessert. It could be a, like, does your family go get pizza one of those nights? Do they do like, is there always like ice cream the next day? Or is there, is there something that's not necessarily connected to the Thanksgiving meal, but that, that it may have uh, developed a, a routine. So here it is. This is, this is both, this is good. Uh, Cause it took me a minute to land on it, but this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my, our good friend, Ed Sutter uh, is a, avid waterfowl hunter uh ducks and geese and that kind of thing and i i i went with him once and got kind of hooked into it but now with busyness of life like thanksgiving day is the only time we go um and i used to always because you get to get up at like stupid early in the morning and go sit by a freezing river it's fun trust me it just sounds miserable when you explain it but i used to take uh pop tarts down there because that was the perfect like snack on the road. You don't need to like heat it or whatever. You just throw some pop tarts in. And in a particularly low point, many, many years ago, a particularly uh, poor youth pastor point in our marriage, Sarah was like, we can't keep sending you with pop tarts. I'm going to make them. Uh, and so Sarah, Wait, hang on, hang on a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got there. Okay. Oh, this is a, uh, a Bellevue lemon. Ooh. It's the poor man's LaCroix. There you everybody. go. This is the Aldi LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix, I like to call it. LaCroix. <laughs> nice. Lemon LaCroix. So, continue. Uh, Sarah it's made. It's my new thing also to have a can opening on every episode of Roughing the Pastors. I've got a couple so. after I finish this coffee. Yeah, I'll, I'll join yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Sarah baked Pop Tarts and she made enough for the whole hunting crew on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, and she even went so far as to frost them with like dark green frosting, and then use Christmas tree sprinkles oh, on top. So it's like camouflage. Related pop tarts. Right. Yes. We uh, we always hunt on the Mon River in this like particularly trashy part of Pittsburgh, uh, and so we named them Mon River Apologies pastries. Apologies to our fans from the Mon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been down to the river, you know. Yeah, you, uh, you live there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we call them Mon River pastries, and that's. Nice. They're terrific. They're just terrific. Nice. nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. That makes me very happy. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Yep. Uh, it only comes so out at Thanksgiving. My, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. My answer to both of those things are, uh, and this is like a, this is maybe a cheap choice, but my, um, the go-to is the gravy. Hmm. Gravy, gravy keeps it all together. Uh, I did not realize, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, mom's cooking, it's the best cooking. My mom's a fine cook, but she never, like, acts, she doesn't really care how people think, like, she wants people to like her stuff, but she's not, like, fishing for uh, compliments or something. And also, she makes, like, five things really well. Yeah. Um, and just kind of sticks to those things. But she can make, I, I did not realize until I started eating uh, Thanksgiving with other people at very various families and stuff like that, um, how good my mom is at making a turkey. She can make a turkey so well. Like, she bakes it well or something. Like, I never had to make a turkey because she always makes it uh, and then gives me all the leftovers. So I've never – I still have – I need to figure out how she does it. But she does it really, really well. And her turkey comes out great. The leftovers are great. I've been to other places where they had turkey, and it was, like, super dry. And I was like, oh, yeah, turkey's turkey. Nope, it no. is not. Uh, so my mom's turkey is really, really good. So that's a big staple. But even with dry turkey, if you have a good gravy – um, it can undo a lot, a lot of sins. Yeah. Yeah, it really can. It covers up. It covers up. It's it's like it's like coffee creamer for bad coffee, like that that if you have the right flavor, 
and the right consistency. It's it's got enough. And uh, also the gravy is uh, is kind of um, crosses international borders. Like it's a turkey thing. It is a uh, mashed potatoes thing. It can sometimes go on like green beans or like whatever. Like if if you want to get ambitious, you can put it on other items that are that are also savory, and it will still it'll still do its deed yeah whereas some of that stuff as it starts to mix you're like no thank you i don't want it it goes on the stuffing it goes like a good gravy good gravy is a good solid thing and i found out uh after many years that she also makes her own gravy so way to go way to go my mom yeah you need those recipes yeah being a crazy awesome cook i know how to make my grandma's mashed potatoes which is fantastic big basically take five pounds of potatoes uh (laughs) 20 pounds of butter with with regular potatoes yeah five pounds of potatoes i think two full sticks of butter yeah and then a thing of cream cheese mm. yeah and blend that all together and oh man it is amazing and it's called a colostomizer because afterwards you feel like you will die but it's <laughs> it's so great and they also they are good uh i mean you make a ton of it and then you can still eat it for like two weeks like it's still really good it, it reheats well it does does a good job and that's the 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 butter is not a surprise but the cream cheese actually keeps it from getting too dry yeah yeah, yeah. so i just uh, real quick because you brought it up yeah yeah the the yep. coffee and creamer thing I've, I've made it abundantly clear that i'm a black coffee guy yeah. uh and i i i am pleased and kind of horrified so we have this narcotics anonymous group that meets over across the street at our church so i'll leave all the names out of it but one of the regulars over there has been making the coffee all this month and he broke me like it's i don't know what he's doing but it's coffee that puts even more hair on my chest and like i eventually had to get cream to go with it because i was like i can't do this anymore i just can't no one's meant to live this way i have noticed that i have a uh, a costco blend which i think is made by starbucks but it's just a house blend of costco that's a big bag of of coffee that i've got i've had costco membership now for the past year and um it's my wake-up coffee like mm-hmm. when I want to be awake, I drink that coffee. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't in and of itself. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, it tastes a little bit more bold, but I've noticed that I've got a lot of energy when I've had that coffee. And so uh, that's my Sunday morning coffee. Like it'll give me a, a solid. It's the gold, the gold mushroom yeah. instead of just the red mushroom <laughs> when you're playing Mario Kart. <laughs> like when you wear and when you wear out, you are done. But but yeah. it'll give you. A, it'll get you a lot further. Yeah, and you just gotta keep keep punching it while you're driving. You get way ahead of everybody. Um, my last item, my my non-Thanksgiving related item, which this is a little cheap, but it's also true, is that every year on Thanksgiving, we do this on Christmas too, but the one time uh, on Thanksgiving that we kind of regularly do this event is we go to a movie, mm-hmm. oftentimes on Thanksgiving. So my other thing that's related is movie popcorn. This no is- matter how full of Thanksgiving food I am, I can't watch a movie without getting movie popcorn. Oh yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. Did I see the other day you went to a movie in the theaters? I did. I did. Oh yes. What? Okay. So like, COVID is still alive and well at the time of mm-hmm. recording. How how was that experience for you? Like, you masked the whole time. Masked the whole time. Yeah. Uh, except for when I ate an entire large co- uh, popcorn by myself. Right. Because uh, you cannot get the refills on the popcorn, but I still got the large, and I always get the large because you can get a free refill. But I still got the large, and I ate the entire thing within the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> nice. I usually make yeah. it at least halfway through the movie. The previews no, are really I mean, what kill I, me. I, because I'm so used to just like eat as much as you can early in the movie, because if you can eat the whole thing before the previews start, then you can go back and get your refill <laughs> and come back, and then you can go slow on the second the second bucket of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't eat anything uh, like 
from lunch on so that because i knew i was going to eat a bunch of popcorn and uh i have no regrets, no regrets. The, I, uh, i've been curious about it because you know i'm still trying to play it safe with covid and everything and like there are a few movies coming out though that like you have to see them in the theater i think you saw dune which feels like one of yeah. them yeah uh, and that was the movie in question which was several weeks ago at this point but like it was one i highly i mean watch dune it's available on hbo it might be done by about now it's gonna be it's only on there for a month so uh it's gonna go away but yeah um it was great uh i love the book dune i've been talking about it for a while i love the book dune series i've read five of the six of the dune books the original dune books and i i'm kind of stuck in the in the sixth one it's still good but they get more complicated the first one is hard to read and each progressive one gets harder to read uh and that's a great endorsement for them uh it's like try this it's gross but uh they're, they're actually really good um and and the movie does it as good as, I mean it's like the Lord of the Rings movies where like if you're a real Lord of the Rings fan you'd be like they left out Tom Bombadil it's like yeah because Tom Bombadil is a great character who does nothing to the story so yeah. let's just take him out um, but uh, they they leave out some stuff but they really it's the best version uh, movie ver- like unless they did a mini series you couldn't do a better job of doing them than this does so it's nice. really great and I love the amount of people who did not realize that it was a part one until oh, they nice. got to the theater and then the movie just stops <laughs> like <laughs> and it uh, I mean it's after two and a half hours it just stops so to say it just stops is really put, kind of putting that on but it's a two and a half hour movie that does not conclude it's like Fellowship of the Ring like at the end they're like now let's go and then the movie ends <laughs> so <laughs> excellent it's really really good yeah that's not spoiling it it's a great movie I highly recommend it and it's good to see in the theater so if you still get the chance to see it in the theater uh, highly recommend it also Fresh, French Dispatch is a very different kind of movie but also starring Timothy Chalamet uh, it's the the newest um, uh, Wes Anderson movie nice so probably worth going to the theater for that although not as necessary but it's just fun to, fun to go in the theater but yeah to answer your question mask the whole time uh, seems fine everybody's vaccinated well I'm Jay and I'm Tyler and this is Rubbing the Buzzer I think we've now been doing this show, I think, since April of 2019. Yep. And doing it, we did it really consistently there for a while, and then kind of like off and on for a while. And I and uh, and I won't make any promises, but we're definitely back. So uh, we're back on something. I I did I did notice how easy it was to scroll from the last episode to the Thanksgiving episode last year. Yeah, there's there's not much in between those two. There's like 12 episodes. We did basically one a month yeah. instead of one a week over the last year. Yeah. Uh, but we're back. We got lots more to do. Uh, but we're back for the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, we kind of, one of the traditions that we, this is now the third time we've done it, which means we've always done it and we'll always do it as That's good right. Presbyterians. Once you've done something twice, it's the second annual. Once you've done something three times, you've always done it. Yeah. And you can never change it. 
And so we are now uh, in our third annual Thanksgiving Day episode. For yeah. Thanksgiving, we like to celebrate 10 things that we are thankful for that that year. They are not necessarily things that came out that year. They're just things that we featured heavily that year or something about this year made us appreciate those 10 things. And rather than explain it anymore, because these tend to be kind of longer episodes because we can get fairly winded uh, or long winded even. Um, let's just jump right into it. So yeah. uh, I'll turn. Are yours ranked this year? No, I'm going to try a new approach. And that is I just have oh. a list of 10 sitting in front of me and I'm going to just yeah. as we go rank them, uh, whatever I think is oh, the I least like important. Like and that. we'll I see. Like we'll see what ends up in the number one slot. Okay. Well, we we both uh, went back to previous years to uh-huh. um, to make to listen to what we had said before, and yeah. it was nice that uh, I I realized my list of ten this year did not interact with with the list from last year, and uh, I think you found the same. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped that Ben so, Gibbard didn't show up this time around. <laughs> yeah, Ben Gibbard was in was in the list uh, two times in a row. Yeah, last time. Uh, Still love ago. him. Still uh, love him. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't didn't have the 2021 that he had no. in 2020. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with, with all of that in mind, would you like to go uh, with your number 10? Yeah, all right. I will go with the one that I am grateful for that no one is grateful for. But I am grateful for masks this year uh, in uh, particular. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, and, and at this point, I, I debated putting this on the list at all because usually these are pop culture things that we are thankful for. I think that masks have become just a part of the culture now. Uh, The joke I keep saying is, like, when this thing started, I don't think I had any opinions on the nose piece of a surgical mask in the way Mm. that I do now, right? Like, I know what kind of masks I like. I know what kind of masks I don't like. Uh, But in a year where it's just been totally crazy trying to get a wrap around this pandemic, masks have actually allowed us to do some stuff that – we couldn't do before um our church has some in-person worship now and that's largely because folks are willing to wear masks and sit distance and stuff like that so instead of having to do a every week movie production which was miserable uh Mm -hmm. we could be together so i at least on some level even though it ultimately cost me the big beard i am grateful for masks i do have to say uh the big beard was was impressive yeah but i i like the uh the right and tight so, uh, jay is back down to a to a reasonable beard shape and also i mean frankly it makes you look like you lost some weight so initially when you, you said you were losing the weight i was like hey you already have i just yeah. not, i just now realized this because the beard the beard's yeah. nice and nice and compact sarah and i i'll tell the story seconds after saying we were going to go quickly through this today uh sarah and i were discussing last night that we both have home base hairstyles that we will mm-hmm. wander away from and then come back to them. And I think this is actually home base. This is Yeah. This is normal Jay. This is definitely this is classic Jay. Yeah. This is if there was an action figure of Jay, it should look like this. One one would want the the beard that you've had that was like really big and epic seemed like an icon. Yeah. This seems like your your day to day Jay. Yeah. This is this, this is what you want for That's your day to day Jay. I like that. That should be a radio Jay. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's your daily podcast. <laughs> Mr. Tyler. Yeah. Well, my uh, I, this was going to be my number one. Whoa. So I will now shift it because it's related. Okay. I thought about leaving it because it would be a nice bookend. 
But my number one, or my number 10, let's say, uh-huh. uh, knowing I, that that's I think my we... whole list is now fluid, is vaccines. Uh, yeah, you took one of mine. Uh, uh, I think that, well, first off, uh, what I want to say about masks, do you have a particular mask that you like? Have you found a mask retailer that you go to? My favorite mask comes from a company called Cotopaxi. Um, mm-hmm. And they make masks that they're reversible. They're just super uh, colorful. I think, though I'm not sure, that they do the same thing. I know they do this with like some of their backpacks where they use leftover material to just build a random color. I think they do that with the masks. But they're just super nice. comfortable. I don't know. They're, the way they fit are just spot on. Super comfortable. How many masks do you think you have? Total? I mean, of those, I mm-hmm. think I have like nine. I think total, oh. I've got to be pushing like 10 or 15. Yeah. Mostly because more than a couple of times throughout the pandemic, I will end up somewhere and have totally forgotten all of the masks and need to run yeah. into like a sheets or something and grab a, grab a mask for the day. So I have quite the collection. Yep. I hear that. Uh, my, uh, I, the mask, most comfortable mask I've found has been from old Navy. Oh, it is, uh, it's pleated and it also has the, uh, like the thing on the ear that you can tighten and loosen. Yep. That's vital. Uh, and so they're wonderful. And the pleatedness gives you some room so that you can talk, but it still does cover your face. I have a bigger face. And so it covers my big, my big <laughs> mouth. Um, uh, and uh, and they're incredibly incredibly comfy comfy. And last year after Christmas, they were they sold a five pack, and I think the five pack was like twelve dollars. And mm. last year after Christmas, they sold it for two. So I bought Ooh. like six five packs. Uh, maybe not that many, <laughs> but I have I have probably twenty twenty five different masks, more than I even know what to do with. And they're all and they're not Christmas themed. They're just like Christmas colors. So this it's not like candy canes and stuff like that, but it's it's a plaid that's a red, green, and white. Yeah. So that you wouldn't necessarily think Christmas, but it does seem it, it's getting more relevant as we're nearing the Christmas season. Uh and uh it's lovely. So so yeah, that's that's my mask and that's my hmm. my go to. So vaccines is yeah. my number ten. Uh and really because um it I mean, and we are in the midst of uh Young kids now getting vaccines. A lot of kids are have gotten their first one and getting their second one. Hopefully, a lot of a lot of kids down to age five will be able to be fully vaccinated by Christmas, which is super exciting. Yeah, um, I love uh, the science. I love that we're in a place that we have been working on these mRNA. The science behind mRNA has been being worked on for decades and it was the perfect storm that we were able to have had this work that was already done that could be put into place so quickly uh that we have invested uh, as as a as a planet in technology that can help people in this way yeah. uh and i think that it's for as much as we have felt like this has lasted forever um in the scheme of things came Oh yeah, Nothing. came incredibly quickly. Yeah, and and what the vaccine is able to do, uh, like is it, if we kind of get this all figured out and we all do this, like that's what's going to end it. And uh, and it, even if it doesn't end, even if this is really is like the flu, it, the vaccines are like boosters every year are what's going to keep this in check and and allow us to live. Uh, the way that we are accustomed to. And so I love 
vaccines. I love what they're doing. I love that they enable us to be doing things again with people. Uh, there are never uh, several other items on my list that would that are only possible because of the vaccine. So, yeah. Uh, I really, uh, I, I cannot, uh, I mean, we all know that everything about masks and vaccines, but I can't highlight enough how appreciative I am this year for them. And especially at this time last year, before vaccines were, were available to any of us, we, yeah. um, how trapped we felt like immediately vaccines made us all feel like super superheroes. And we all acted like idiots for a little bit. And then we realized like, oh, it didn't solve all the problems and just made us safer. <laughs> um, this is just a bulletproof vest. This is it's. I'm not Superman. I, I myself, I'm not bulletproof. Um, but it's, I love what it allows us to do. I love that it's an active way for us to do the simple act of caring for one another. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very frustrating, the debate that's surrounding it, but I, I'm glad that so many people are actually doing it and uh, that it is making an impact on how we live our life. So hooray for vaccines. And that's folks. Here's talk to your doctor. Just talk mm-hmm. to your doctor. Uh, don't read Google. Uh, don't, don't, you know, trust your instincts for, for your entirety of medical advice. Just talk to your doctor uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. let them guide you in some of this stuff because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, again, it's the smallest thing you can do <laughs> to, to care about the community. Uh, and I, and I love, I mean, not to turn this into a debate because I, I, the vast majority of people are doing it like, and yeah. I love, I love that as a whole, we really are doing our best to combat this. It's a shame that we aren't doing it more completely, but it is, it's a, it's a significant percentage of the population is willing to, to do this, to, to take care of other people. And, and especially as a, as a parent of young children who were not able to get the vaccine until recently, that meant a lot to me. To, yeah. to be able to feel like my kids were safer because of the actions of other people. Yeah. All right, number nine for Mr. J. What do you got? Ah, let's see what's on the list here. So this is a new discovery uh, for all those who are in the Apple ecosystem. Uh, but I have just started to discover Siri shortcuts. Are you aware of these little delightful things? No, I, I, uh, I have a very uh, conflicted relationship with Siri. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a committed relationship with Alexa, so I don't I don't <laughs> talk to Siri very often. I actually, for this, don't talk to Siri almost at all. Uh, but it's an app. It's on every Apple product you can have now: uh, iPhones, iPads, really, laptops. And it's it's a little. It's like just enough programming that I can handle it. So it's a whole bunch of if then statements. So mm-hmm. one that I've set up recently, and and I'm just going crazy building them they're fun to play with uh but like the one i have now uh just set up last week was start my work day and what it does is closes first thing it does is close every app that's open turns on do not disturb plays a ambient playlist and then opens a new journal entry for the day so like day start of the day close everything out turn on the do not disturb hit a playlist write in your journal and like you don't even have to think about it sunday morning on the ipad i have a little button up in the corner that says uh preach and as soon as i hit that it opens up my sermon notes my uh notepad for writing down prayer requests like anything i need for that sunday just immediately gets opened 
right away. So again, people these have been around for a little while, so this isn't like breaking news, but to me that it's it's handy and it's also fun to create. So I'm going with Siri shortcuts. I guess technically that would be my number uh number eight because you stole you, you stole my number nine. With oh, vaccines. so vaccines. Yeah. Okay. So vaccines are nine. So Siri shortcuts is your number eight. So I'll do I'll do two, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh so my number nine is a card game. Oh. Uh that we have been playing a lot in the Domsky household called Flux. And it is wonderful. Yeah. And the thing about Flux, it's a very simple game where there uh it seems very complicated, but it's really not. And there's one instruction, and then every time you play cards, they change the rules. Uh, but it's simple enough that I play it with my kids, no problem. And it starts, you you start it with the rules are draw one, play one. So everybody has a, a hand of three cards. You draw a card, you play a card. And some of these cards that you have will give you um, different instructions, like it the rule may change to draw three, play five or something mm. like that or play all your cards or and you can only have like a one hard one hand limit one card limit in your hand or things like that and um and then one of the cards there is an objective card and there's many of them so you play down an objective and the objective actually tells you how you win the game and so uh the and the objective is constantly changing so you have these keepers in your card which are basically characters and you have to have basically a certain combination of characters to win but that combination of characters is changing based on what the objective card that is being played. Uh, so that's problem. Either you get it from that explanation or it's really confusing. I'm not going to waste more time, but it sounds like the kind Flux, of game that you have to play it to understand it. And I, I like those you do, kind of but games. as soon as you play, it's, it's yeah. like uh, exploding kittens. If you've ever played exploding kittens, <laughs> I haven't, uh, but that's great. No. Oh boy. Exploding kittens. Have you heard of it before? No. That's Exploding crazy. Kittens is a wonderful game, and it is not a complicated game. But then you to watch it and even look at the instructions, it seems like this game's going to be a really big pain in the butt to try to figure out how to play it. Um, but it's not. Uh, but you kind of have to play it once to to know how to play it. Uh, it's another card game that's great, Exploding Kittens. Uh, but Flex, you really once you play it, even like you play it for like one hand, and you're like, oh, I get it. The nice thing though is that Flux, it's like 10 bucks, maybe 12 bucks, and it has a bunch of different varieties of the game. And so, and each variety plays slightly different, and it works really well for, um, uh, for, uh, like different creative properties. So, we have a Doctor Who Uh version of Flux, we have a Batman version of Flux. We have a fantasy version of Flux, so it it basically is Lord of the Rings. It's like all in D and D and stuff like that. Like it's it's generic that one, and uh, then we have a pirate version of Flux, and we have did I already say Monty Python no, version of Flux? Excellent, and it is very fun, and they're all like really well. Um, they're very nerdy to that actual um, property. Uh, like I wish they had a Simpsons version of Flux. That would be really good, but mm. it's it's really great. Uh, you can just pick it up and play it right away. I play it a lot of times with my kids, and it it scales really well. So you can play it with, I think, up to like six or eight people, but you could also play it with just two. And it's the kind of game, too, that like a game will last usually five to 15 minutes. So you can play several hands. It's a good travel game. It's a good just all-purpose game. We would play a lot of board games 
uh, we ha- have been had kind of collecting a bunch of board games, but not playing as many as possible because a lot of them have pretty complicated rules. But the Flux has been a pretty standard. We can go to it, and it's pretty great. Uh, honorable mention along with that, we've also been playing a game called Zombie Kids, which is a legacy game. And legacy games are really fun because you actually change the board permanently when you play it. So um, as you play longer, you open up, uh, you beat these objectives, and then you open up an envelope. And then there's like stickers you put on the board or new cards that come into play, and it changes how the game plays, which is really, really pretty fun. So, yeah, my number nine is specifically Monty Python Flex. And to play Monty Python, it's really Holy Grail Flux because it's almost all the jokes come from Holy Grail. But before that, my kids and I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail so that they would understand what was going on. And there's only like two scenes in it that were really awkward to watch with my kids. Uh, <laughs> and the rest of I, it, I've got at least one off pretty, the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like that one. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, and so uh, that was really fun. My number eight... The Ocho. Uh, is something that I talked about early on uh, in the year. Uh, but it is, it, it ended up being, I talked about it a bunch in early podcasts in 2021. Uh, but because of that, it was a big part of my 2021, the first quarter of 2021. And it is the television show, Night Court. Uh-huh. I spent uh, I spent the early parts of 2021 uh, watching through the entire nine seasons of the show Night Court. Uh, it was both fantastic and uh, it's a great show and a really stupid show at the same yes. time in a way that the 80s, only the 80s were able to do. I think the show ran from uh, maybe 83 or 84 until 92 or maybe 94. Uh, again, nine seasons um, and, and it very much is of its era. It's very much a sitcom from an old school sitcom where it's def- every scene is front of a live studio on it's it's all three camera sitcom all of the actors are playing to the audience in a yeah. way that most sitcoms don't uh it very much feels like a middle school play um <laughs> it of really good act like the writing quality is middle school jokes it's very hammy very vaudeville very like wah, wah, lots of visual jokes there's a lot of things that are just like fantasy and ridiculous like it, it doesn't the the tie to reality that the show has is not really that strong uh but it has a classic television kind of construction it's just a it's very problematic in terms of a lot of the, the misogyny and things like that but it also is very quaint in terms of its sweetness um it's really it's just a, it was a fun show and it really got me through uh the the early parts of of this year uh i talked about before started out this year uh at the end of last year um uh i i got a divorce and so for the entirety of this year i have been on my own in this in, in a new house uh with my kids uh part of the time but part of the time by myself and uh there there was some that was a new new development, new way of getting through things. And uh, for some reason, Night Court became this kind of goal, getting through Night Court. Uh, and it's not a show that's streaming anywhere. Like, I had to buy it. Um, and I don't know why I picked it. I think I just watched it when I was a kid, and I was like, Night Court's not anything. And I, re- I used to love that show. Yeah. And as I started watching it, it really – it was just a show that it became kind of a, a goal. I would watch it as a, like every night when I went to sleep, and it was – a good way to close my day and it and it was uh 
in the way that a show can be therapeutic in a weird way, Night Court became that for me. And so, uh, and it was just like, yeah, always kind of not too serious. Uh, sometimes it dealt with kind of serious things, but it had a lot of stupid flaws that were endearing and yeah. So I, I want to lift up the show Night Court. It's, you can kind of find it if you dig for it, but it's not as easy to find as, as you want it to find. I was thinking about that when I listened back to last year's uh, Thanksgiving list, that my number 10 last year was Tiger King. And when I heard past me say that, I was like, ew, why? But that was the beginning of the pandemic. Like when you're in a, a situation yep. that you just need to buckle down and get through, like sometimes going to that cheesy, just feel good stuff does the job tiger king is not feel good yeah. but still like you know the, the over the top pop culture stuff could really get you through lonely yeah. seasons and and night court was night court was uh, it was a, it, it's it's nine seasons that i think the first season is 13 episodes and all the rest are like 24 like it it was it's a lot of it's like 250 episodes it's a lot it took a while to get through it it's like four months yeah. um but it really it's it's now a season in my life that uh that has a very specific night court flavor to it and that was the first part of this year so i'm very thankful for night court and i can i mean i go back to it and i immediately kind of feel that nostalgia for uh this this house that i'm in becoming a home hmm. uh and and that was very nice so yeah uh night court is my number 8 beautiful my number 7 uh I'm going to go with a YouTube channel because uh, I, I think most of my YouTube or most of my watching just by sheer quantity anymore has been on YouTube. I, I kind of hang out there. But there's a gentleman that I've come to know and love uh, in recent days, recent years, really, by the name of Ryan Van Duzer. A, a great name, first of all, for this for this character. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Van Duzer is a adventure guy, uh, specifically does a lot of bike packing, but also does, uh, like ridiculous hundred mile races. Uh, he did the Leadville 100 and just films himself doing these, these outdoorsy adventures. And specifically I want to lift up. He went, he did what a route that is called the great divide mountain biking route. It goes from uh, uh, Banff in Alberta all the way down to um, the border of Mexico in New Mexico. Uh, he did the first attempt of it in 2020, 2020. I don't know why I said 2000 there. That was weird. 2020, the year of our Lord. Uh, he started out on that journey, and then he had to bail right as he hit New Mexico. Uh, so this year he flew back to New Mexico just to finish the last bit of the of the journey and was hit with every conceivable piece of misery that a bike packer can come across. The first day he was up high enough, uh, there was snow everywhere. He's biking through like inches and inches of snow. Then he comes down from that and it's just killer mud. So his mud bike is caked with mud, headwinds all the time, eventually snaps a chain and has to abandon that trip. And the reason all that sticks out with me is he is the most positive person I have ever seen. And it it's not like a candy-coated, sugary positivity. It's legitimate, yes, this sucks, and it's miserable, and I'm not really having fun, 
but I'm having fun. And I, I am drawn to, as we might see in a couple future uh, list items, I have been so, in this year of just people fighting over everything, I am terribly drawn to people that can put on a positive attitude in any way, shape, or form, particularly when things are hard. Like, not to ignore the difficulty and just pretend it's not there, but to acknowledge it and say, this is miserable, but I'm still doing okay. Everything's all right. So I highly recommend Mr. Ryan Van Duzer to you YouTube-watching individuals. Nice. I feel also, like you've mentioned him before because I, I remember think, that ridiculous name. I've probably brought him up on the on the podcast, but this year in particular, he's been... Yeah. He's been pretty lights out. And the other nice thing, I also appreciate, and I had some of this in a much smaller way with us last night. Anytime you make a comment or a tweet at Ryan, he will respond back. Like, he just does. Uh, so he and I have nice. talked a lot. And even, I, I appreciate that. Like, when people actually take time to talk back to their fans and kind of, like, work through stuff, even to the point of, like, I've had questions about biking and bikepacking, and he's been kind enough to weigh in and offer some advice and some thoughts along the way so nice it's good there's something about about social media which is terrible and not on this list you mean meta uh, but there's something <laughs> yeah jeez <laughs> uh there's something about social media in general that when a celebrity or a person that that you have experienced give content online someone who has like a large fan base responds to you in any way it feels great. Yes. It feels, it's nice to be seen. So that I, I extol the one aspect of social media, which is being recognized by someone who you appreciate. I yeah. think that that's very nice. That's good. Uh, also, is Ryan Van Duzer the guy, his, his plans are always being thwarted by Steven Van Fraggle. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his enemy in the show. It's the, uh, there's yeah, always Steven Van Fraggle always eating the things. Curse <laughs> you. <laughs> He wakes up and Fraggle's like deflating his bike tires in the morning. Like, ah! Oh, we're old. Um, okay, my number seven. Uh, my number seven is uh, something that has been uh, a mainstay of my uh, social media, uh, of my Instagram uh, for this this past year. I uh, really, I don't know if it started kind of in 2021. It, it basically started in 2021, but I have. I post a picture every day. That's has been mm -hmm. my main consistent journaling since uh, 2011. I think for 10 years at least, I have been posting a, a picture on Instagram every single day that yep. encapsulates my day. Um, there, I realized when I look back on it, I I was doing it every single day. I may have even said this on the podcast before, but I did it. I didn't miss a day, except for the like. There was very few and far between that I would miss days, until. Uh, the spring of 2020, I missed like three months. I, uh, all of a sudden things, uh, I, I, Why? Apparently something was happening in my life that was yeah. really <laughs> difficult and I just didn't want to post stuff about it. Uh, but I try to, uh, apart from that little period, I, um, uh, I have posted almost every day and that has been uh, the closest thing I have to a consistent journal. And I've, and, and again, to be able to look back at 10 years and I have all these pictures that sometimes have explanations and sometimes they don't, um, and that's kind of the most public part of, of me being open and sharing. It's a pretty consistent way to, so follow me on, on Instagram if you want to know, Ty Lodomsky. Um, But I, I added kind of on a whim in 2021, uh, I'm going to say it that way. I'm going to stress it 2021. 2021. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> I started adding uh, a vibe for the day, yeah. which was basically the record that I was listening to that day. And um, because I have uh, my record player is kind of centrally located now, and it's really I, I, I made it kind of a main part of my media center um, in this new house. Uh, and uh, so I, I really am intentional about listening to records. I have a, a way too many records, and most of them are dollar records. The 90% of my records were dollar records. Um, and so a lot of them are old and kind of weird esoteric records. But uh, over the course of the past year, I've been pretty intentional about um, kind of accidentally at first and then kind of intentionally later, I, I started getting a bunch of David Bowie records. Uh, and this all started from my main reason for getting a record collection. I'd had a handful of records that were just there, but I didn't have a turntable. And I went to my friend Kyle's house, Kyle, who we've talked about in the past. Kyle, I went out to, he lives in Los Angeles. I went to see him and we did our national park or our uh, uh, Joshua Tree trip, which we talked about a few episodes ago mm -hmm. in the uh, Going Up the Hill episode. Yep. Uh, and when I was at Kyle's house about 10 years ago, he had a David Bowie record and it was David Bowie Live. And, and he had his record player outside on like his porch because nice. uh, he lives in California. You could just leave things outside in California because yeah. it never rains and the weather's so so lovely. So he had a leather couch <laughs> and and a record player just outside. <laughs> and we were, listening, we were sitting I'm around listening jealous, to I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. Yeah. I'm not jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put Los Angeles on my list because I, I love Los Angeles. It's, it's, been, good, it's, really it's a fun. good place. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and a, lot of, a lot of people I care about there. Um, but the um, – so uh, – uh, he had this David Bowie live record. And again, this is 10, uh, 13 years ago, I think at this point. And I put it on and I was like, and we were just vibing to it at that point. And I was like, man, I just love David Bowie. Like his whole catalog is great. And Kyle said at that point, is it? <laughs> and I realized as soon as I, as I said that, I don't know. Hmm. Like his greatest hits is great. But have I listened to, do I even know how many records David Bowie has? So this, again, 13 years ago, 13 years passed, life has passed. I still haven't really listened to much more than the 20 songs. Like David Bowie has two full, like a double length album of greatest hits that we're all familiar with. Even if you don't really like David Bowie, like he's got so many songs that you're familiar with. Um, and uh, so I started listening to kind of for whatever reason, getting more into David Bowie stuff. I, I was starting kind of prior to his death. Actually, I was getting kind of, digging more into some of his like mid seventies albums, his peak. And um, so in the last couple of years, I st in the last couple of months, the last year, uh, I started buying some of these records. Cause I always get um, used records. Then I finally found a used record of a David Bowie album. It was like $5, which was really expensive for me. Cause again, I usually only get dollar records and it was so good. It was mm. less let's dance, which was from the eighties. And I loved it and realized like, I want to get more into like the full albums of it. And, and it's like that, and that's kind of the record I want to listen to. So I'll, I'll pay full price relatively like, try to get as good a deal as I can on some of these Bowie records. And I, I kind of started in the middle and went kind of in either direction. So he's got probably 20 records. So and say, he's I got a big probably, catalog. Yeah. Cause he went from 68, uh, until, he just released a record at 2017, I think was when he died. Hmm. Uh, and a record came out the day before he died. Um, and uh, so I have kind of started in the 70s and have gone, I've, I've basically gotten the 
I, I think I have probably 13 of his records at this point that are that are all of the 70s, like a couple in the 60s and uh, into the 80s, like halfway. I think I, uh, I just I have one that's coming uh, this week that is the last one from the 80s. Like it goes into I think it's from 1990. Uh, so I now have 20 years worth of, of David Bowie records. But uh, as I sorry, the long way of explaining that as I've been doing my daily vibe of what the what the records are routinely, I reserve Tuesdays for Tuesdays with Bowie. Huh. And it's when I listen to my Bowie records. And it's not always, uh, sometimes I miss it, but uh, usually on Tuesdays when I'm mindful of it, I think today's the day to listen to a Bowie record. And so uh, my number 10, my number seven yep. is uh, <laughs> my daily my daily vibe, my daily record vibe, but specifically my Tuesdays with Bowie. Nice. Well, let's keep with the music theme. Uh, I... There's a broad category to this number six. The broad category is when friends introduce new music to me. Uh, and that's happened quite a bit throughout 2020, 2021. Uh, people showing me new music that they're into. Uh, and as we know, as we're well stated on the pod, Jay is a rock and roller, and I, I, I miss like good actual rock and roll music. Uh, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a little more indie than it is like straight rock and roll. But my good friend David, to to make a specific case of it, recommended to me the band Middle Kids and their new album, Today We're the Greatest. It came out this year. I can't tell you much about them because I, I haven't like done research into them the way that I have with Death Cab for Cutie or anything like that. But David sent me this album, recommended it to me, the day, like in the morning, that Middle Kids was in Pittsburgh at... Uh, I forget where they were, Stage AE or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the album is so good on first listen that I very nearly canceled my plans that night to go watch them live. I oh, ultimately man. didn't because, you know, coronavirus. But yeah, I had my finger on the purchase tickets button because this album is just so very well constructed. It flows well. It's good driving music, good to listen to. Highly recommend it. But on that note, as I am stuck in the same four bands over and over again, if any of you, dear listeners, have music to recommend to a grizzled old man that complains about things too much, hit us up on the on the Twitter machines. Let me know what you're listening to. It'd be fun to get into that. I love it. I kind of like that well, you're taking never- notes through this. It feels like I'm in like some sort of counseling session. Like, oh, that's yeah. Interesting. I, well, I'm writing yeah. down. I'm writing down the list. Unlike previous years, where right. we just say it and then we have to listen back later to remember what we've done. I'm writing down the list. I knew so what you we were doing. It just it down for next year. It just kind of felt, you know, like oh, Tyler, it does. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hmm, that's he's very really diving in. Mm. I don't know. Should I get a piece Middle of paper? Middle kids. Yeah. 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 Today was the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My number six is uh, the the closest thing that we have to uh, a connection from previous uh, things um, in the, in the past, the last two years, we talked about newspapers. We both talked about newspapers uh, on the Kindle uh, or on the, on the iPad and newspapers in print. And this year I'm not talking about newspapers, although newspapers still, still a big part of the life. Uh, it's, it's an unending quest to, I have a stack of newspapers right here <laughs> that I need to read yeah. uh, and because it, it's hard for me to throw it out on the day, but I really should just like have, have a 24 hour period was like, or no, a 12 hour period was like, if I haven't read it, it's recycling. Get rid of it. That's funny. Cause I think in 2019 I was 
newspapers on the iPad in 2020. Yep. I was newspapers in print. Had they had they made the list this year, they would have been back to the iPad. <laughs> because I, oh, you're not on the print anymore. I get the Sunday New York Times. That's that's okay. what I resolve down to because there's a lot in there still, and you get the nostalgia. But like day to day, I just wasn't reading them. I wasn't reading them enough. I but keep anyway. going. I keep trying to go back to the. Uh, I keep thinking of going just to the weekend, but the price is like it's like two dollars more to get it for the whole week. Yeah, it's a uh, like I was like the value, but I, I'm still not reading it every day. So my big thing though is specific, and it's actually on the app, mm-hmm. uh, even though you can do this on purpose. It is the New York Times crossword, which I've long been a fan of, uh, which is actually a big reason why I got the New York Times to begin with, because I like doing the crossword. And I like doing it, it like on paper, like yep. pen to paper. It's it's pretty great makes me feel smart. Um, but what the specifically, they also have a daily mini crossword, yes. so which good. is a much smaller thing that takes uh, maybe five minutes to do or maybe 30 seconds. Hey. And I know this because um, you can do it on the app and it times you. Mm-hmm. And what I like very specifically is my, my son, my third son, uh, Jedi, uh, isn't that his real name? That's just the name we call him. Uh, he loves to do, and he's nine years old. He loves doing the mini crossword puzzle with me. Awesome. And we will, we will, anytime we're waiting somewhere, um, and we're not doing like screens or anything. He's like, can we, can we do the crossword though? I was like, yeah. And we will do it together. And he's getting really good at like actually answering the questions too. And the, the thing about the mini is that it's still challenging, but it's not nearly as challenging. It's not right. like, what's the name of this, uh, uh, Godot play like the, it's or, or this uh, this this uh, uh, Shakespearean actor kind of thing. It's more just like what's another word for fun or something like that. <laughs> uh, and and so it's usually pretty challenging, but he's getting really good at it. And since it times you, we will when we do it kind of in a sitting, we'll usually do like and you can go back to the catalog, like back through the catalog. And so it's effectively unending. Uh, but we'll do like five or six in a row. And when we do it, we're always trying to beat whatever time we got because it tells you exactly how long it took you. And we did one the other day in 27 seconds, and nice. which felt fantastic. Yeah. And it was very much him doing it as well. But like wh- he's always typing. He'll read the clues and he'll type and I'll, I'll give him the answers and sometimes he'll answer them on his own. But it's just a very uh, – it kind of scratches the itch of, um, of the crossword, but especially it's um, a little simple thing. To kind of connect with uh, with Jedi, which is yeah. lovely, and I do it a little bit with uh, with X, uh, not with Seven so much, but uh, it's it's been uh, it's been pretty pretty lovely, and it's just a nice little thing, and it's and it's also it's like a game on my phone that still feels like a real world thing rather yeah. than a video game, which is it's nice to have some of those. So, New York Times mini crossword. I haven't done the full crossword in a while, but I really appreciate that it gets harder throughout the week, and mm-hmm. so I am mm-hmm. basically useless after Tuesday. Yeah, Monday's the day, and my paper didn't come today. Oh. Uh, sometimes, sometimes my newspaper delivery guy is just like, yeah, I'm just not delivering yeah. today. <laughs> not today, punk. And then I reported on the app. I was like, can you please re- like deliver? I didn't. I missed my delivery today. Can you get it? And, and like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go back in later. So it didn't come back. It's like, oh, we'll just credit you for it. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right. I guess, I guess I'm just not getting a paper for the next three days. Uh, so, yeah, New York Times mini crossword, my number six. Love it. Uh, number five, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast before that I enjoy riding bicycles. Uh, that's a joke no, I have. Wait. I, I have mentioned oh, okay. Yeah, okay, several yeah. episodes of it. It's your new theme. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and this feels like a cultural thing, and I'll, I'll say why in a minute. Wasn't but our second episode was about riding bikes? Yeah, it was like, like right off the bat. Been, Let's talk yeah. about bike yeah. riding. Yeah, we've done it. It's uh, coffee and then bikes, I think. Yeah, We're, which if you're tracking on Jay's, brand. that's pretty <laughs> pretty on par. I think right after that was uh, Marvel. So, you know, you've got the one, three, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, yep. But this year you may have noticed uh, the, there, there was a bicycle shortage that started pre-pandemic. Uh, President Trump slapped some tariffs on specifically Chinese goods, and that's where almost all of the bike components of the world come from. Like, you can build frames mm-hmm. in the United States, but if you want cranks and pedals and things like that, it comes from China. So that started it. Then COVID hit, and we were told that we could go outside, and that's a perfectly safe activity. So everyone and their brother bought bicycles, which led to there was nothing anywhere, which was a perfect time to decide I needed a new bike, specifically a gravel bike, something that I could ride on gravel roads and do those kind of races and events with. And so enter, I think I mentioned them maybe on the pod before, a company called Poseidon Bicycles, mm-hmm. which does not Poseidon sell. Redwood. Yep, the Poseidon Redwood uh, is my number five because it was direct mail, uh, and it was fast. I ordered on a Monday. It was in my garage by Friday, uh, shipped all the way out from California. Uh, very minimal to put it together, uh, to assemble it. Great bike. I had to fix a couple things on it right out of the box but that's true of just about any bike uh i love it i've taken it from pittsburgh to cumberland now already uh fully loaded up i've done a couple gravel races with it but i've noticed more and more friends have started to purchase their own poseidon redwoods i think because Mm -hmm. they're the only bikes available Uh, i know pastor carissa of the soft idolatry podcast has a redwood Mm mm-hmm a uh, couple other former, friends former guest of uh, of our show future yeah. guest hopefully again hopefully yeah we could we could talk bikes uh yeah it's a great bike so if you're in the market and you're finding that your bicycle shop does not have anything uh go get a redwood and go outside cuz it's it's lovely out there it's lovely nice. out there i, I can have, see I how a, nice uh, it is out my window and i'm a little like can we wrap this podcast? I just bike ride in my future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a bike uh, that, I mean, it's it's an old bike. It's an old Trek, but it's still okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the fact that my chain broke, and I just don't know how to replace the chain. And so uh, bikes don't go as well without the chain. This can be a, like a, a kick bike, but other than that. That is accurate. I mean, if only I had. I, I, have, I need to start bike. a business. I think I could, I know enough now mechanically to just enough that I could uh, uh, could tour around to my friends that have bikes in disrepair and just do mm-hmm. a little, couple little things. Because bikes are mechanically so dumb in how easy they are to repair, to restore. Like, there's not really a whole lot going on on a bicycle. So if you know a few basic things, you can, you can keep a bike working for forever. Nice. Yep. All right. My number five is a very important... Uh, it's a very important part of my year. Um, I have long maintained that there are, I, I'm pretty okay with um, general, uh, I, I, don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't need a brand name for a lot of things. Most things are okay without the brand. Uh, but there are three things that I've said if you get, like, it, that you need to have the brand. 
and they are Crayola crayons. Yes. Any other crayon is garbage. Like, yeah. just don't even bring that garbage to me. Especially because crayons are not expensive. Like, get Crayola. They are amazing. Everything else is garbage. You have said Rose this before. Art, get that Rose Art out of the way. You've said this before, and I have believed you, but I have not experienced it until my kids joined kindergarten this year. And I am yep. a thousand percent in that corner. It's Crayola or nothing, baby. Yeah. It's yeah. and it's not expensive. Like no. that's the thing. It's like it's not like they're like five dollars for a case. It's like a dollar for a thing of, of of that. Or you can go to the dollar store and get two packs of garbage crayons, uh, which are garbage. Yeah. And so anyway, so Crayola crayons. Yep. Got to get the brand name. The other one, I will not stand for anyone who comes against Heinz ketchup. Yeah. You gotta have Heinz oh. ketchup. Get that Hunts out of here. That is absolute garbage. Don't bring me any like. Walmart you, brand or Target brand, like, no thank you. Do you think you could do a taste test? Do you think you could tell the difference? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I want to try just to I put could. it. I think I could, too. I, I'm i all but sure Yeah, especially versus Hunt's, which yeah. is terrible. It's bad. When I, uh, when I lived in the South, apparently the South just doesn't, doesn't care about, doesn't love themselves appropriately <laughs> because they are routinely just using Hunt's. And, then, and they're like, oh, it's the same difference. Like, it really no, it's not. Uh, no, it's it, not. No, it's really... It's Heinz ketchup again, not crazy expensive. Like it's not bougie ketchup. It is just ketchup. Like you should just get Heinz ketchup. The third thing that I had always maintained, the brand name that you need, was Hidden Valley Ranch. Hmm. All other ranches can suck it. This is the one to go with. <laughs> now I would say, as someone who has loved ranch dressing, my favorite ranch dressing is the unofficial restaurant ranch dressing. Hmm. But you never know what you're gonna get. And it's like the more one that is less mayonnaise and more kind of uh, milky, I guess is the thing. Like more, more fluid than sauce. Yeah. Um, and so, but you don't want one that's like watered down. But you do want it. Like I feel like that's the kind of the the more liquidy version of the of the ranch dressing. But again, when you order at a at like a so and so's diner, like Jerry's diner. You're either going to get amazing ranch or you're going to get this like mayonnaise with chives in it, which is just gross. Ugh. And so it's always hit or miss when you're doing that, especially if you're at a local like bar and they give you wings. And it's sometimes it's the perfect ranch and sometimes it's not. So I'd usually go with Hidden Valley Ranch because it's just kind of the best. And they're the ones who invented it. So I was like, that's the way to go until Uh-oh. this past year. Good friend, friend of the pod, Mr. Rob Bradford. Uh, was out visiting, and uh, he, I was going off on one of my famed diatribes about how Hidden Valley Ranch is, is the best. <laughs> and he said, I used to also feel that way until I tried Ken's Steakhouse Ranch. And okay. I said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How dare you? Leave this house immediately. And he said, I know what you're thinking. And I felt the same way but you should try it specifically I, for dip and stuff, which is like 90% of what ranch is for anyway, for dip and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Knowing you two, I as since, I do, I assume that conversation yeah. lasted north of an hour. Oh, it was a very oh. long conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, an easy uh, north of I an have, hour. I yeah. have since, I have since tried the Ken's steakhouse ranch. He highly recommended the buttermilk. I have not tried buttermilk because those are two words that when you put them together, they are gross. Uh, so, no, thank you. I Maybe it's better. Nope. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care to try that. But I've tried the regular Ken Steakhouse Ranch, and I am completely converted. 
I now, as as I currently stand, I have zero bottles of Hidden Valley Ranch in my house. Wow. I have five bottles of Ken's Ranch. Full conversion. <laughs> Full conversion. Full conversion. And specifically for the dips. Like, I think that on the salad, maybe the Hidden Valley Ranch. But, I mean, to, to my other point earlier, Hidden Valley Ranch, not cheap. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are plenty like craft ranch and like garbage ranch that you can get for like a dollar. Hidden Valley Ranch is like four dollars for a bottle. Uh, Ken's is like three dollars for a bottle. Hey, and it's it's real dang good. So every uh, little bit helps. And uh, so it has been a big part of my last year because uh, a big kind of snack that I have is that I will just eat a cucumber. I just straight just get a giant cucumber, cut it into slices, and eat it instead of chips. But I eat it with the Ken's Steakhouse Ranch, the healthiest of unhealthy things that you can eat <laughs> uh, because I'm eating a cucumber, which is better than chips. Um, but I'm still eating like a bowl of ranch uh, along with it. But that's, that's been a big mainstay of my past year uh, and kind of a treat going forward. And I love me some Ken's Steakhouse Ranch. So I'm very thankful in this year for Ken's Steakhouse. That's my number five. This is a very different list than years previous, and I'm, I'm okay yep. with it. I'm very okay with it. Uh, I had a hard. T- I'm having a hard time right now putting one of the the next two are TV related. They're, they, mm. It's essentially a tie, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this mm. one a little lower, only a little. All of Marvel's TV offerings in the last year on Disney Plus, uh, which would include WandaVision, which is an incredible show. I think each of these shows ta- tackles a relatively difficult topic pretty well. Uh, WandaVision, Mm -hmm. in addition to being a superhero show, is a lot about grief, Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's great. We did it. Did we do an episode on WandaVision? We did. It's one of the last episodes. We did an episode on WandaVision and on The Mandalorian and uh, Cancel Culture. All three of them lost to Oblivion, and I would almost say we shouldn't. We shouldn't do them. No, we'll just let them go. That. You can't recreate yeah. the magic. Maybe maybe we'll come back to WandaVision or, or Mandalorian. If there's another season of Mandalorian, we'll talk about that. But yeah, yeah. we recorded three episodes that, are, that just disappeared for various reasons. Yeah. Oh, WandaVision is so great, especially up into the line. And I think because the line is a, a summary of the plot, what is grief if not love persevering? Yeah. Such a great line. Yeah. Oh, so so great. So great. Uh, then you have probably the weakest offering from this batch but the falcon and the Mm -hmm. winter soldier still great deals a lot Mm -hmm. with race and what does it look like to have a a black captain america uh i was a little bummed about that captain america is my favorite superhero and that was kind of his continuation and there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with falcon being captain america it's just the show wasn't as good as some of the other stuff it was a it could have been a movie it didn't need to be a a show right and uh it, it probably should have been a movie like it would have shown that they had better faith in it yeah, because uh, it didn't need to be a story that was eight hours long. No, it could have been, or however long it was, it could have been two and a half, and that would have been fine. Yeah, Loki, incredible. Uh, I actually thought about going still back. Still haven't, re- still haven't finished it. Oh, still haven't finished Loki. So good. I know. Deals I know. With- I really liked it too. I don't know what the deal is, but oh, it's, so yeah. good, especially the ending, man. Oh, it gets to destiny and like predestination. If you come from a Christian background, Ooh. like. Ooh. How much are you locked into the story that you're living, and how much of it is choice? Uh, super good. And then I was, I was ready to completely write off, but it came very, very well. Uh, Marvel's What If is a a show oh. that essentially it's a cartoon, uh, but they get all the well most of the voice actors from the movies to revoice their characters. I think it was like one of the last things Chadwick Boseman did. 
Uh, he's, the very last thing he did. Yeah. Um, but it's all, essentially, every episode is, what if we changed one of these things about this story? What would the ripple effects be? And it again, kind of to the inevitability of life, like, what if you change this one little thing? Would it change, ultimately, the outcome? Would, you know? Yeah. Uh, what if God was one of us? Right, what if? Just a stranger on the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to quote the prophet. Yeah, yeah. he was. His name was Jesus, <laughs> Joan Osborne. Uh, <laughs> Get with it, Joan Osborne. That was, that, what if was my favorite comic when I was a kid. That was mm. my favorite of the, I didn't read as much Marvel comics, but I all, uh, read X-Men and I read the what ifs and the what ifs were great yeah. I, because it was so like, what if this thing happened that you couldn't imagine? Yeah. It was really, it was really exciting. Uh, but those are all good. Up and what I appreciate sometimes in Marvel and in other pop culture references, uh, like, I don't know that I'm at all excited for Hawkeye, the TV show. Mm. But these other shows were so good that I will at least give them a chance. They at least have earned yeah. a casual glance from my from my uh, viewership. So the Marvel TV shows, check them out. I love it. My number four is something that I have long been told by folks is important. Uh, and that I that I would like it. Like people have recommended specifically to me, and I thought these are stupid. I don't <laughs> need this. It's a waste of money. Why would I do this when I can spend thirty dollars on a comparable item? Mm. Uh, it is paired with another thing. Mm. This year, I have now been at my church almost six years, and uh, I got a refurbished laptop when I first showed up, and I used the heck out of that laptop. And especially as I have turned it into making uh, online videos each and every week for our worship service. I'm using, I was overusing the bandwidth of that uh, computer. It served its, its, could you duty hear it crying every week? Yeah. Just uh, like it just would get, yeah. It was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like that was the noise of it rendering video. And it was a great computer. And, and like, like most Macs, it'll last forever, but it mm -hmm. just stopped being able to do what I was trying to get it to do. And so, uh, I hit the point a lot of times, uh, in churches, you will have, uh, every, five to seven years if your church is planning right they'll be able to um, give you a new machine or help you get a new machine or you can use some money to get a new computer uh so, and so i was able to get a new computer and this time knowing that i had the uh and and got a grant to help out with that too so that was really, really nice uh but i was able to use the money to get uh i realized if i'm gonna get one i'm not gonna get a refurbished one this time i want it to last another seven years and i'm gonna get the best one that i possibly can so i got a macbook pro m1 chip 2020 uh -huh. i got the 14 inch because i don't need the big inch the big one but uh or the 13 inch, whatever the kind of normal sized one is um and immediately rendering video went from three and a half hours to 15 minutes so yeah. that was very exciting the m1 chips are loco they're so fast oh it's insane it's insane and i love uh it, this sounds very privileged to be talking about this at this point but like it's it's a privilege that we have like it's the kind of the one one of the perks about being a pastor uh if you set yourself up right is that um and this is something that it dramatically enabled me to do a lot of stuff in ministry that i have been already doing but to do it better uh so it's definitely and especially as we become more workstation based rather than building based like my my whole La like everything is in the computer and so to spend a little more on the computer really makes a lot of sense and so uh, I was very thankful my church was able to help out with that. Uh, but the, and it's great. And it really enabled me to do a lot of things that I couldn't have done otherwise, but also when I was there, 
they had a, a special going on that said, hey, if you get a new laptop right now, we are also throwing in AirPods. Uh-huh. And so I got myself. And and it was like, and you can get the AirPod Pro, but, uh, which is usually $200, which is insane yeah. for tiny things that that are like designed to be lost. Um <laughs> Or and so those are usually two hundred dollars. So you could pay ninety nine dollars and get those, or you can just have the other ones for free. And part of me thought, just like, well, I'm never going to get the pros, but right now maybe I'll pay the ninety nine dollars. Then I was like, that's stupid. I wasn't planning. I didn't come in here to get AirPods. So, uh, and I don't know any better. So I got the AirPods, and I was like, well, I probably would never pay, which are usually a hundred dollars or hundred twenty dollars, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would never pay that much money for for tiny little AirPods that are gonna that you're gonna lose them uh, until I got them. And now I will always have them. Like the, they are incredible. I, uh, they have enabled me to do things that I never thought possible, and it's wonderful. I cannot recommend enough. Do not put a pair of AirPods Pro in your ears if you don't know any better. Because I too had oh. AirPods, the regular, <laughs> and loved them just as much as you're saying. And uh, Sarah was—I forget what she was doing—a lot of work from home stuff. So I, I as a gift to her, bought her AirPods Pro. Mm. Uh, and then made the mistake of using them once. And I was like, I can't go back. Mm -hmm. I absolutely can't go back. <laughs> They're so great. They really are. And and I think that the other, uh, the thing, as part of the trip that I had taken, again, in a previous episode about going up the hill, uh, when I was uh, in Joshua Tree hiking with my friend Kyle, he had some AirPods. I think he had the pros. Um, and we were going on a hike. And he said, uh, as we hike here, and he just gave me one of the AirPods, and then he put on, uh, I think Kid A, the mm -hmm. Radiohead album, and we just listened to Kid A while we were walking up the thing, and we each just had one of the uh, AirPods in, and it was great. And even just one oh. filled your head with music, and and just having this soundtrack in this beautiful place where any any song sounds great when you're in Joshua Tree, uh, but have it listening to the whole Kid A record as we walked up. Uh, this long mountain was was very very exciting and at the point where i was like oh, maybe maybe i'll think about this and so now that i have these airpods it's really wonderful it's wonderful for talking on the phone it's wonderful for going around like listen to, to uh, the normal things that air, that <laughs> earbuds should do for you but uh yeah. i i really appreciate them i appreciate the the gift that it was that apple was having this um this special sale when i got mine and uh and so I'm a big fan, and I'm I'm now sold. I, I I love being I love it when I'm part of the Apple ecosystem, uh, even though the cost is a little more than I think is reasonable. I will use these ones as long as I can, and uh, then I will save up to get new ones next time. I, I, I I'm on board. They have for those uninitiated to the Apple ecosystem the AirPods Max, which are the over ear. I refuse Ooh. to put them on my head because I know the minute I do, I'm going to be saving. <laughs> it's gonna be whatever. too good. Five hundred and sixty dollars for headphones. Like no, 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 no. They're no, basically no. Beats, aren't they? Yeah, but the the tech reviewers I've been watching have said like the sound is a whole other level. Like it's just really good. It's just really, really good. Yeah. So that's my my number four is both the MacBook Pro M1 and the AirPods. Yes. Uh, related note. And we don't need to say much about this because we have a whole other episode that you've either already heard or will hear shortly. Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso. Uh, again, back to I'm just in love with positivity. That is Ted Lasso's game. 
again, we did a whole episode. You go listen to us gush on and on about it, but I, I felt it was deserving of a spot on this list anyway. It's such a good show. It's so good. I almost put it on my list, uh, but then I thought we've have we have that episode for it. I think that episode might actually come out next week, like okay. after this okay. one. So either will you you will have just heard it. Because we have a couple in the can, and I'm trying to figure out which one makes the most sense to come before this one and which yeah, yeah, one's yeah. going to come after. So either you just heard that one and you heard us talk about it, or wait until next week. We're going to talk about Ted Lasso. That's so uh, good. We have a lot to say about it. It's so great. Uh, Jay was very late to the game. Yep. And it's funny listening to some of the previous episodes where I talk, I bring up Ted Lasso, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it, I guess. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, Ted Lasso is Well, that's Ted we got a message last night. Great. Hang on. On our, our official Twitter account. Uh, hang on, I'll name drop just so I can. Uh, D, just D I. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, just sent a message that said theology of Ted Lasso. To me, it screams Christian virtues, even if that word can be misused and misguided. It's got community, humility, generosity, patience, and so much love. Uh, and I was very pleased to be able to write back immediately, like, "It's coming! It's coming soon! Just hang in there. Ted Lasso's nice. coming." Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I, to all the listeners out there, if you have recommendations for show uh, topics we should do, let us know. Tweet us. Uh, text us. Uh, you know how to get in contact with us. But I always appreciate when uh, when folks give us some suggestions. So that's pretty great. Yes. Uh, so that's your number three? That's my number Ted three. Lasso. Ted Lasso. All right. My number two. Oh, no. My number three. Yeah, yep, you were yep. going first. That's how numbers work. My number three is a podcast that I mentioned briefly at the end of one of the episodes. Maybe it was the Dead Lasso episode uh, where I it was in my things to plug. It is a podcast, mm. and it is a podcast that I will highly recommend. Uh, it was recommended to me by my friend Christine, and it is wonderful. It is called Good Christian Fun. I need to actually put it in my feed. I'm doing it now. Yeah, it is what uh this podcast aspires to be in many ways <laughs> uh it, well, it it i would say it's a nice compliment to this podcast if you like if you like roughing the pastor you would like good christian fun good christian fun the general premise is that they look specifically at christian media so things like mcgee and me things mm. like adventures in odyssey things like dc talk things like god's not dead one and two uh things like the kirk cameron movies or uh uh stories that live or or various like uh the whole jesus freak culture so it's really and they look at it from a very kind of deconstructionist position a lot of their guests are people who are deconstructed christians or or people who've kind of moved away from the faith or where the faith has moved away from them um and it's very interesting but they start off every show saying we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have some good Christian fun. And That's it's it. really great as people who grew up as church kids and kind of know all of the Christianese and kind of uh, having a gentle critique of it, but not an outright, like they're not burning it all down. They're kind of right. lifting up what was great, but also highlighting a lot of the problematic stuff of it, like some of the like toxic purity culture and the um, voluntourism of mission trips and things like that. So it's really, really good. The hosts are delightful. Uh, it's, it's a guy named Kevin and, and a woman named Caroline. Uh, Kevin had been um, the host of the podcast Gilmore Guys, which was one of the first rewatch podcasts. And it went through the entire uh, series of Gilmore Girls. And he kind of got some attention from that and then uh, started this podcast afterwards, which is 
uh, really neat. So leans a lot on the uh, kind of larger evangelical church growing up experience, but still has room for like the mainline Protestants and folks like that. It's it's just really good. It's a it's a great podcast, and and I have been binging all the way through it. It's been going on for like four years, so there's a lot of them, uh, and they even have a Patreon only. Uh, section called gcf second service and in that one they just kind of do whatever they want like they do this thing 30 minutes to heaven and they'll just write a christian song in 30 minutes like in real time on the podcast it's it's really funny excellent uh so highly recommend it it's a pg-13 leaning r-rated podcast so it's not a listen in front of the kids kind of podcast but it's it's really great uh, highly recommend good Christian fun. It's been uh, the 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 soundtrack to many of my afternoons and like doing dishes and mowing the lawn and and things like that. It's yeah. my podcast du jour, uh, and Excellent. I highly recommend it. Excellent. I I will continue with episodes uh, that exist of our podcast that you could listen back to for our thoughts on this, but particularly this year, tattoos are my number two. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this year in particular, I've gotten. Uh, I've doubled my tattoo count uh, and and may yeah. go back for more before year's end. We'll see. Hey now, hey uh, now, hey now. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple percolating that are like small ones. Uh, but so you got you got two more this year, yeah, or three? I, I got the. I'm gonna show everybody for. You got the feather. I got the feather on yeah. the forearm. I can't get it in the camera. And then I got the uh, sun yeah. on the elbow tattoo. Uh, I like that you said I'm gonna show everybody, meaning me. Yeah. Right. That's on yeah. No one else could <laughs> yeah. see it. Uh, and so you you have the feather, and then you have the the insane clown plasty like great Malenko tattoo on your back. Yeah, yeah. And then well, you have no one the, else is supposed to see that one. Yeah. Yeah, but you showed me that one the one time. And then on your thigh, you have the the lyrics to "As Long as You Love Me." Is that what yeah. you have? What yeah. is it? Oh no, it's a uh, no. It's uh, jump wind, jumper, wind beneath jumper my wings. from wind beneath my wings. That's what right. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. No, but I'd say, I, I, first of all, I think, I, well, in fact, I read a news article lately that um, tattoos are just becoming more and more accepted, among, particularly among our generation, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each of mine are kind of grounded in story around the time that I got them uh, in, in a kind of meaningful way. And um, the sun tattoo I have on my elbow was done by uh the uh, my cousin stacy who is our guest on the episode from a couple months back on the theology yeah, of tattoos yeah. incidentally what i don't know if this is a two for one but that i think might be my favorite episode we've done in the last year theology of why is up there episode. yeah yeah it's theology of why was a good one i it, i really uh, like that it was a fun one to listen back to i had forgotten we did that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was good that that one came really quick because uh, you know nothing's better on a podcast yeah. than when we talk about our own podcast but that one went places i don't think either of us expected it would uh yeah yeah but like also sometimes it's the best podcast i was gonna say same same with stacy like i don't think it wasn't all tattoos the whole way through that episode uh, oh no no we talked about yeah. some really cool we should have stacy on again she was really cool absolutely uh, and and do the audio better because that's the one problem with that episode is the audio is not correct not great we had to use the zoom audio on that one get the get the content it's, it works yeah. but yeah. yeah 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 but yeah i might actually be going out to see stacy again for for a couple more ideas so we'll get her back on the show nice yeah but, if you're in the philly area uh-huh. go see stacy uh Ferringer yeah eastern and, uh, eastern pass tattoo, tattoo. they're they do great mm-hmm. great great work mm-hmm. all right my number two is a is a it's similar to your the your number six your new music mm. mine is playlists mm. in airports 
Hmm. So I have, uh, through 2021, as I said, the vaccine has enabled me to do a lot of things that I that we haven't been able to do for a while. And one of them is I've been able to do a little more traveling. I did, as talked about in the previous episode, did uh, in in the summer, um, flew out to California um, for study leave, did some stuff there. Uh, have been able to do a little more traveling here and there uh, since then and have found myself just in an airport um, a lot more than definitely I have in the last two years. And so um, spending time in airports, you kind of try to find things to do uh, and um, having uh, kind of curating playlists specifically for the trip has been a very exciting thing. And so uh, just the recapturing the notion of playlists and and having playlists, especially uh, my my forty two playlist just came through with my birthday. Uh, again, if you if you miss that, you still have time to give me a a sign for my for my birthday playlist. Uh, and that's things like that. Like I like making playlists for myself. I like getting playlists from people. I like sharing playlists with people. And so uh, a lot of that has been happening this year. And uh, having kind of soundtracks to to travel, especially because the airport. There's so many things that you can do in an airport. And I've kind of been stuck and delayed in different airports is with travel and things like that. But just having those curated playlists to kind of set things in motion and then having those playlists to, to listen back to. I still have a playlist from our 2020 National Parks trip that hmm. still kind of hits hits the right way when I listen to that playlist. So uh, music's been a big part of this year uh, and specifically playlists and specifically playlists in airports. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I sent you a a song for your 42nd that I almost didn't. And I was like, I don't know, because it's just the right mix of it's kind of a jerky move because it's an earworm. Like if you hear it, yeah. I think more than once it's in your head forever. Uh, oh, that's great. But it's a it's a drummer that did. I don't know if you've listened to that song yet. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask if you it's like, did you open your press? I have, I have not listened to it yet. No, I haven't. I haven't listened to that one yet. I haven't listened because I got a bunch, and so I, I I have placed them in the list, but I haven't listened to the whole list. And yeah. I want to listen to it. I tried to the first round through, listen to it, and hear a song, and like note who wrote it, who gave it to me at the time, so I can try to burn in my head. Yeah. Oh, this is Jason's song, kind of things like that. That song comes from a drummer uh, and his solo album. His name is Benny Greb, uh, and uh, everybody always asks, like, drummer solo album, like, how'd you do that? He. I don't know if he sampled his voice or if he actually sang all the parts, but he acapella sang the song around it and then drummed underneath it. So everything that's nice. not a drum is his voice. Nice. It's really cool. Uh, it's really wild. But as a drummer, that was the, I hope you think upon me when you hear this incredibly catchy song. I love it. Before we get to the number one, do you have any honorable mentions? We did this last year. Yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a real struggle just to get to ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Okay, think... well, I have some. I, I have some honorable mentions that I'll say before my one. So you do right, your one. Right. Well, number and then one, I'll give my honorable mentions uh, is an experience more than a thing. Uh, one that you and I have shared uh, this year as well. But a few mm-hmm. months ago, a good friend, again, David, who recommended this album, gave me, he got a new fire pit, and so he gave me his old one. Uh, and I, I lovingly accepted it and went on the world's worst website ever, Pinterest, uh, <laughs> which 
will almost always show you a whole bunch of stuff that you will never actually be able to do yourself. But Pinterest for the win on this one had a design for a really simple bench. Uh, it's just a couple cinder blocks and then you slide two by fours in between the, the slats and the cinder blocks and it makes a, a little bench. And so my backyard fire pit is has become kind of a little sanctuary for, for me, especially again in COVID when you had to do more things outside. Really the only place that you could actually sit and be with another person for a good while last year was just to get together and be outside. So I've had more friends over in the last year to sit around this janky fire pit made of cinder blocks <laughs> and, and two by fours. Uh, and it's incredible, like how much those conversations go into the night, like just longer than I think they would otherwise. Uh, and I think that to me is like the, the epitome of where we, I hope are learning to go in 2021. Uh, that yeah. that the the friendships and the relationships that we've always had and sort of kind of valued, I think having been separated from them for so long or put on a Zoom screen like this or whatever, to actually sit with somebody around a fire with a couple of you know beers or whatever in your hand and just talk about life, uh, yeah, and and how much that goes beyond superficial like hey how was your day kind of stuff and into like. I never knew that. I've learned more about more friends sitting around that fire pit, like lifelong friends, than I think I've ever known going into it. Uh, so yeah, the fire. Pit one of the is... things about this—that's that's a that's a perfect number one. Hmm. One of the things about this this uh, this podcast that may not be as evidence of folks who don't live near us uh, is that Jay and I both live. We would both say we live in Pittsburgh, but we live on opposite sides of Pittsburgh. So it's like 45 minutes to almost an hour yeah. between us. You, you almost, uh, so you we don't almost s- need a passport to go from one yeah. side of the city to the and other. And you, you have to go through a tunnel or around a mountain, Yeah, uh, neither of which I'm interested in doing. <laughs> and so uh, we don't really see each other in person all that much. We do every once in a while when, if Jay comes north to, to record, or it used to be before Zoom, we would we would see each other to record, but that would be it. Um, and so, but we love to see each other. We just live far enough away that we don't see each other and we have kids and things like that. So it makes it harder to, to just make those treks. Uh, but I've experienced the, the fire pit on two circumstance, two different situations. Both times I was there for multiple hours. Uh, the first time I had a really difficult conversation, which was necessary to be shared around the fire pit. And it needed that, that time. The second time had a really wonderful conversation, uh, about something else in my life that, yeah. yeah they equally needed that time and 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 those those couldn't have happened over the phone they couldn't have happened over zoom they couldn't have even happened just if we were just hanging out no. it needed to be around a fire uh where that's the best because you have a focal point to look at which is the fire uh but that's the the entertainment is you and yeah. so it's it's a great it's such a great place to have conversations i do not have a fire pit in my uh, area right now, largely because I don't have a good spot for it, but I just need yeah. to make a spot for it because I, I need a good sit around the fire and talk space. Uh, spot it's, is it's important. So essential. It, you, you could say, I think my yard is purpose built for the way that fire pit is set up right now. Yeah. Like with the three tiered yep. system. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like that. Number one, that's a really good. Number one. And again, I, I, to have those two conversations, which were really kind of important conversations for very different reasons. And, and they both needed the room to breathe and they both needed that 
that setting. So yeah, I have definitely directly benefited from that fire pit, and I appreciate that it's there. It's it's a good pit. Okay, and it's yeah. That's where that's where real relationships are born. I wish church was more like fire mm-hmm. pits, not to mm-hmm. over pastorize mm-hmm. that, but you know. Mm-hmm. My uh, so here's a couple honorable mentions that I'll just say in brief uh, that have been big fr- big big parts of my 2021. One is my cats. If you again, mm. if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have two cats: a cat named Hobbs and a cat named Quimby. They've just been really good friends. Uh, it, again, as a transition to be, being in a house that I'm alone in half the time, uh, which is kind of a sad thing. I like family. I like being around people, and and uh, to have these two living beings who are generally like they care. They're they're always in the same room as me. And as I say that, I'm looking around the room and realizing that neither of them are here. So. <laughs> Uh, they they clearly don't care about me right now. Uh, <laughs> That's the most cat like thing. Yeah. yeah, it it really is. It really is. Uh, but they, uh, I I they were very much like emotional support animals this past year, and it's been really nice. And so and and I always said that two cats is one cat away from being weird. Uh, and uh, so I, I think I've hit my max. Uh, one of my kids asked the other day, "Can we get a a, a kitten for Christmas?" And I was like, "No, we've got two cats. <laughs> we don't need more." Absolutely animals. not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, but I take care of it. It's like, yeah, take care of these ones. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but my cats have been great. Uh, another thing is uh, we've talked about this on the podcast and kind of made fun of it, but I really come to appreciate in this past year is ASMR, mm. uh, ASMR, which, and we've long kind of said, what does it stand for? And I actually finally looked it up and it stands for, uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. And what I didn't realize at the time when we first were talking about it was that, ASMR is not the thing, it's the response you get. Hmm. And so what it is, is if you've ever had like, and this will happen sometimes if you're getting like a haircut or someone's talking to you very nicely. It's not just like weird making, it's not like, oh, this or something like that. I'm rubbing the microphone. Um, <laughs> but it's if someone like, and sometimes I would get this when I'm on an airplane and, the, and they're doing the, the safety instructions, like just watching someone do something. And it can give you a tingle like hmm. in the back of your head or it kind of in the back of your neck. And it kind of feels really good. Uh, you can get this sometimes if you're getting a back rub or like a head rub or something like that. Like it just is a good sensation and it can spread down your neck. And that's what it is. That's what ASMR is. It feels really good. There's nothing like gross or weird about it. It's just a normal response that many people have to things. And in realizing this, there's a lot of YouTube videos about ASMR. And I, in trying to figure out what ASMR was, I was like, what is that? And I was watching these things and people were like making noises and tapping on stuff and like going, like that and it's like that was just weird but then a couple of them were people talking to you about very specific things one was someone doing like a reiki massage it was just like super <laughs> weird watching someone like wave their hands in front of you but i realized like oh man that's giving me that tingle in the back of my head and then when i looked at it i was like that's what asmr is like oh i know exactly what that is i get that when i get my hair cut yeah. it feels good that way uh again sometimes it happens to me on a plane when someone's giving instructions and it just feels good in the back of my head uh, and it, again, there's nothing creepy about it. It's, no. it's not like sexual or some weird thing like that. Like it, it feels weird the way that people talk about it. And sometimes people, the internet's a weird place where weird things happen. So some people are freaky with it, but it's just as a, a thing that your body has a, as a sensory response to audio in some way. And sometimes with visuals, like it's not just audio, but, and so it's a little bit people whispering and it's a little bit people like paying attention to you. <laughs> and uh, so I just the fact that I've been able to identify it. And so I found specific YouTube videos that work for me that I can watch and get that thing. And it's just like kind of fleeting. It's just like a few seconds, like over the course of the 20 minute video, like I'll have a couple different times where like for five seconds, like, oh yeah, there's that tingle in my head. Really good. <laughs> so ASMR, 
was was one of my runners up. Third runner up I have was uh, the Gray Album. It's a record that I just got, and I can't believe that this record was for sale. I got it for my birthday. I was very excited. It's a, the Gray Album by DJ Danger Mouse, and it was so Danger Mouse became half of Gnarls Barkley. Released mm-hmm. that song Crazy, uh, which is an amazing song. He was also half of Broken Bells, but he came. He rose to prominence by very illegally <laughs> uh, cutting together Jay Z's The Black Album. Just the audio part of it, because Jay-Z released an acapella version of that, basically for DJs. So it was just the raps with no beats, and you can put it under anything. And then he took the Beatles' White Album and put, like, cut that up and put Jay-Z's raps over it. So, and it was, like, you could get it online uh, through torrents and stuff like that for the longest time, and it was never able to be released anywhere because he didn't have any clearances for it. And the Beatles were very, still continue to be very... uh, limited with how they would let their stuff be sampled but it's a a brilliant masterpiece work of art because every single sound on the album comes from the white album so he like cut stuff up and like added drum beats but everything is a sample there are no extra things except for jay-z's voice so it's jay-z's voice over samples of the beatles album the white album and so it's called the gray album because it's a mixture of the white and the black album and uh, when I was uh, just the other day, I got some records for my birthday and was able to go to the record store or got uh, uh, was able to go to the record store and get some records for my birthday. And I found that this record store called The Attic in Aetna, uh, mm. Aetna Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. just outside, a, just a, a community in Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. And it had I got uh, too many records. And uh, one of the records that I got that I couldn't believe it when I found it was The Grey Album by Danger Mouse. That's Clearly awesome. a bootleg record. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's great. So that's my my runner up. My number one is a song, a very specific song. I sent you the link beforehand. Were you able to watch it? Yes, yes. Okay, I this forgotten. song is not to say that we record long for these, but I had forgotten that you'd sent that to me, and I listened to it yep, seconds yep. before we got on. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted you to listen to it just because the vibe of it is exactly what it is. So this is a song by a band. Um, that uh, it's called Lawrence, and Lawrence is just their last name. And it's two, it's it's siblings. And so it's Gracie and Clyde Lawrence. And they're both in their 20s. They sat, They have names that sound like they're in their 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is, to listen to this song, if you listen to this song um, without seeing who they were, you would not think, these are two white kids in their 20s from, no. from New York singing this song. So they sing this song. So it's specifically uh, the acoustic version of their song, Don't Lose Sight. As of this recording, it is only available on YouTube. Uh, It is a live in-studio recording of them singing their song, Don't Lose Sight. The album version of it's fine, uh, but this version is amazing. And it is, they make this song into this gospel anthem. And it is... Uh, so the studio filled with musicians and like half of them are singers, like background singers. And at the end they like give them all credits and they're all just like different lead singers of other like little indie bands. And it's like this kind of soulful, uh, R and B gospel kind of music. And again, it's these two white kids who have these amazing voices, like unreal voices. My first introduction to it was watching it. And I still couldn't believe that that sound was coming out of those people. Like you just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So the band Lawrence, you should listen to the band Lawrence. Again, it's just their last name. Their dad is a movie director 
who directed a lot of like semi-popular movies. Like he directed uh, Words and Lyrics, which is a mm. romantic comedy starring I think Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. Yeah, Does that sound familiar. I think it's so music. Maybe and made lyrics. in Manhattan. I think he did music and lyrics. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, and Clyde has been writing. Uh, like I think he wrote a song for that when he was like ten or something like that. And so like they're in their early twenties and they they're, they're so, their records are really great. They're they're kind of an up and coming band. They're probably touring in a if you live near a somewhat large city you could probably see them for like 20 bucks highly recommend go see lawrence uh but yeah the background singers there's probably eight or nine background singers that are just like going at it like it is it is it is the most fun you're ever gonna see a, a room full of people having performing a song the lyrics of the song are exactly what we need for for 2021 in that it's like saying how uh this I'm going to edit it for this, but I highly recommend you go listen to it. This stuff's going to kill me if I won't let it. And and, and something's going to break me down. Like it's, we're being pulled down, but just don't lose sight and just keep pushing through. And that even in spite of things being improbable and seeming impossible, just keep pushing through yep. and we're going to make it. Uh, and, uh, it's just, it's, it feels like going to church. Like that was the first time I saw yeah. it. I said it to my friend. I was like, this is like, yeah, I, I just went to church and here it was. Um, so specifically, like, I love the band Lawrence. Spe- they have another song. Uh, I had heard them first from, they were put on my discover weekly on Spotify, which is this playlist that Spotify aggregates for you every week and just knows your stuff and kind of is like, you would like this music. And they have a song called probably up, which is basically just saying, you can call me really at any time if you need help. Cause I'm probably, I'm probably up. I just stay up all night. And I was like, yeah, relatable. So that's uh, <laughs> basically Tyler's theme song about, uh, yeah, sleep is for suckers. I'm just up and doing stuff in the middle of the night. Who needs um, it? And so when I, when I saw that they had this song, I was like, Oh, that sounds good. And I, I went to listen to it and it's just, it's great. So yeah. don't lose sight by the band. Lawrence is my number one thing that I'm most thankful for in 2021. Very, very good list this year. I feel, I feel stuffed. Stuffed yeah. with good recommendations. I, yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, I, there's a lot to be thankful for. 2021 has been the year that wasn't in the sense that it's suddenly over. Yeah. Like, it feels like it just started. It it, it really, and we all kind of went into it like, hooray, 2020 is over. As though that that was what the problem was, was the yeah. calendar. and well, uh, And then suddenly, six days into this year, we realized, oh, no, things are as bad as they've ever been. Uh, when the the country tried to kill itself, uh, and fortunately that didn't happen or that didn't succeed, but uh, we realized we we're still in some trouble. Um, and yet, a lot of good things have happened this year. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot to be thankful for. Hopefully, you, dear listener, are thankful for uh, the life that you are living in 2021. Uh, so, cheers to that. Well, cheers to that be for fun. sure. So my recommendation, I, I mean, this is a whole uh, whole episode of plugs. So I don't know if there's much else to plug, but go listen to Lawrence while yeah. sitting around a fire pit. That that would be oh yeah, <laughs> that would be the roughing the pastor guide to a good night in 2021 is to listen to Lawrence absolutely sitting around a while campfire. eating some uh, Ken's Steakhouse Ranch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and getting vaccinated and wearing a mask. Oh no, yeah. don't wear a mask because you're outside. Yeah, yeah, you're fine yeah, outside. Yeah, you're good outside. Uh, question for the interwebs. Uh, what did we miss? What are you grateful for in 2021 uh, that yeah. we didn't didn't get on our list? Because these are 
very well thought out list. I'm sure we didn't forget about anything. But, you know, just in case, uh, feel free to hop in. And Here's one of the things that I'm most likely for is that the iPhone iPhone has started doing this thing that whenever yeah. you get a uh, robocall, it just says, scam likely. So I have a call currently from scam likely. I get this scam likely guy calls me several times a week. Every now and again when I'm feeling... Me, don't, just don't pick it up. Every now and again when I'm feeling twitchy, I'll answer and just like try and give them a runaround, but ugh, nice. so annoying. I tried to graciously get a guy off the phone in like 30 seconds this morning, and I shouldn't have picked up. I should have just... I'm not, I, can't, I can't be mean to those people because it's not their fault. So I was just like, no thanks, I don't want it. Thank you, though. And he kept... He's like, why don't you want it? He's like, because it's not worth it. I don't want it. Thank you, though. He's like, but, but I just don't understand why. What if I gave you this deal? He's like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want this, but thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks. I don't care how good a deal a jetpack is. Like, I'm not buying. Like, just don't. That, that, oh man, don't I'd go. buy a jetpack. I'd buy a jetpack twice. Yeah. But, uh, not. <laughs> uh, well, I've been Jay, and I'm in Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, indeed. Uh, make sure. You- oh, I do have one. I do have one thing to plug before we go. Okay. You ready for this? No. Whamageddon. Oh, I'm We're not back. ready for this. Okay, wait. <laughs> I forgot all about it. I lost like six <laughs> seconds in tonight last year. What? Did when you lose it? last year? I didn't think you yeah. lost last year. Yeah, last year I got beat okay. right Here away. are the rules of Whamageddon. Please. We are now in the season of Whamageddon. Once December 1st hits. Okay, okay. So it's not Advent. It's from, December 1st. No, no, no. It's not It's not Advent. Once December 1st hits. We'll, we'll keep it at that because then it's a solid 25 days. You yeah. have until the 25th until midnight on the 25th of December if you hear the song Last Christmas by the group Wham you lose and you can hear it in any capacity it does if you hear any bit of it and you recognize that that's what yeah. song it is then you have lost now if you hear a cover of, of Last Christmas namely the Jimmy World one because that's yep. the one that they play the most that doesn't count that's okay. a near miss okay yeah. So you can it has to be because it's Wham again. It's not right. Last Christmas again. Right. Uh, but if you hear that song at any point, it could be someone else's car radio. It could be you're in a store and you hear it. It could be a friend texts it to you under the guise that it's something else. Here's what this really is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 25 days that I will not respond to any text or phone call from Tyler Donsky because I know, I know what it so is. There, there are two layers to this. Uh, one. <laughs> Try not to hear it. So one is the 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 kind of uh, dodgeball version where you just like last man standing. Yeah. The other is once once we both get out, I think then it is who can hear it the least. Yeah. So we have to. So the challenge is this: when you hear it, you have to write down exactly when you hear it or tweet it and say I heard it at this place at this time on this day. And I'm gonna write it down in my field notes thing in my box, in my pocket. And then we will we will compare our notes at the end of the thing. Either one of us will have just straight up one, or we will compare how many times we got whammed during whammy. Uh, and and, this and is I so good. And yeah, you should write. So write down location and time of day. Uh, so it's like I heard it at the Ross Park Mall at the Apple Store at two fifteen on Saturday. Uh, it'll be like that. Uh, so yeah. Now's the that's my big plug for the season. Whamageddon, be ready for it uh, at midnight uh, at at twelve oh one a.m. Yeah, on December first, the, the the game is on. May the odds be ever in your favor. Uh.
Oh, such good fun. This is just right. <laughs> just right. Okay, but now for Have real. It, yeah. Well, here and here's the. There's one other wrinkle to it. If you want to play, um, if you want to play the master level, you throw in "Wonderful Christmas Time." Oh. As a yeah, and try to avoid "Wonderful Christmas Time" by by Wings, i.e. Which is also very difficult to uh, yeah. Like those two songs, which are neither one of them are all that great, but we listen to them all the time. No. And that's what uh, makes but it at the just very right. least, Wimageddon. Yeah, that's what makes this game just right. Like if it was Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You," no one would stand a chance. I would gladly take that in the face every day. Yeah, I love that song. Give <laughs> me that song all day long. <laughs> well, you're gonna hear it constantly. It's on every every. Yeah. But these two are just on the fringe enough of Christmas music that like. They're not everywhere. They are some places, but they're not everywhere. They're played enough. Yeah, they're played. You're gonna. They're gonna hear that. You're gonna have exposure to them once a day, but it's not gonna be on. It might be on commercials. Remember, they yeah. had the, the movie last Christmas that neither of us saw, right? Right, because we were terrified. <laughs> we were talking about how we were interested in seeing it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the challenge. Uh, enjoy Christmas. Enjoy uh, all I want for Christmas is you. We will make a promise to you on this podcast. We will not play the song "Last Christmas" by Wham. So you will not no. be tricked into hearing it on this podcast. We are not. We are not monsters. Uh, no. So feel free. You will be safe throughout the month of November or December to listen to uh, "Roughing the Pastor with with know that this is a safe space that you will not be whammed while whilst listening to this. It yes. also doesn't count if someone sings it at you. That's okay. just them trying to to be. Yeah, it has to yeah. be by way. Has yeah, to be the George original Michael's recording. Piece. Yeah. Yep. yep. No. Fantastic. All right. Merry Merry Whimageddon, everybody. <laughs> to you. Happy and yours. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Safe travels. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good week. Yep. Bye. Waving at you. <laughs> <laughs>